0: The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings.
1: Hi, I'm Price Wooldridge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading Flash Briefings for Spinal Muscular Atrophy. Here's an article by Marta Figueredo, Ph.D. Wheelchair Hockey Linked to Physical, Psychological Gains in Men Playing wheelchair hockey is associated with better psychological well-being, self-perception of physical abilities, and quality of life in men with spinal muscular atrophy and Duchenne muscular dystrophy, a small study in Italy shows. These findings add to some previous studies reporting the health benefits of adaptive sports to people with physical disabilities, including SMA further supporting their participation in such sports. The study, Wheelchair Hockey Improves Neuromuscular Patients' Well-Being, was published in the journal PMNR. The benefits of physical activities and sports have been highlighted in both the general population and among people affected by disabilities, the researchers wrote. Besides improving muscle strength and endurance, they help to lessen psychological problems like depression and anxiety improve well-being and self-perception, and facilitate social contact, friendships, and community reintegration. However, few studies have specifically investigated the effects of participation in adaptive sports on quality of life in patients affected by a neuromuscular disease, the researchers wrote. A team of researchers at the Nagarda Cagranda Hospital's Neuromuscular Omni Center, or NEMO, in Milan evaluated the effects of wheelchair hockey—which is fairly common in Italy—on the quality of life of men with SMA and Duchenne MD. Their study involved 14 men with SMA, 11 with Type 2, 3 with Type 3, and 11 men with DMD. All used a wheelchair and neither had signs of cognitive impairment. All patients were being followed at NEMO. A total of 15 participants nine with SMA and six with DMD, played wheelchair hockey, while ten others, five with each disease, who had never played adaptive sports, served as a control group. This adaptive team sport, players used electric wheelchairs and a longer stick to control the hockey ball from a seated position. Participants' median age was 22.9 in the sports group and 24.7 years in the control group. There were no significant group differences in terms of demographic and clinical features. Quality of Life was assessed using the Quality of Life Index, which covers four domains— health and functioning, socio-economic aspects, psychological-spiritual issues, and family context. Higher scores indicate better quality of life, and a difference of two or three points is considered to be clinically relevant. As secondary goals, the researchers evaluated differences in physical self-efficacy and coping strategies. Physical self-efficacy refers to a person's belief and confidence in their ability to successfully perform a given activity. Physical self-efficacy was assessed with the Physical Self-Efficacy Scale, which covers perceived physical ability and physical self-perception confidence. Five coping strategies, including social support, avoidance, positive attitude, problem-solving, and self-transcendence were evaluated using the Coping Orientation to the Problems Experienced questionnaire. When adjusted for potential influencing factors, including age and underlying disease, results showed that wheelchair hockey players reported a significant 4.4-point-higher score on the Quality of Life Index compared with those who did not play adaptive sports. These quality-of-life gains were mostly driven by improvements in the health, functioning, and psychological-spiritual domains, reflecting 5.7-point higher scores relative to the control group. Wheelchair hockey was also associated with significantly better physical self-efficacy, more specifically with better perceived physical ability. The lack of a significant link between the adaptive sport and the physical self-perception confidence may be due to the fact that neuromuscular diseases affect the patient's physical appearance in a specific way that could reduce physical aspect confidence, the researchers wrote. No group differences were detected in terms of coping strategies. These findings highlight a significant association between participation in wheelchair hockey and improved physical and psychological well-being of people affected by neuromuscular diseases compared to those who are not involved in adaptive sports, the researchers wrote. As such, these data emphasize the importance of sports activities, especially adaptive ones, such as wheelchair hockey, as part of the patient's care intervention, they added. Larger studies, including females, and assessing why and how long a patient has played a sport, are needed to achieve a more comprehensive understanding on the relationships between sport participation and quality of life of people with disability, the team wrote. Researchers also noted that further studies should explore the effects of adaptive sports on patients' physical features, such as fatigue, fitness, and mobility. Given that this study provided a snapshot of these patients' well-being at a given moment, It is impossible to know whether better quality of life and higher self-efficacy were determined by participation in adaptive sports, or whether participants with higher levels of quality of life and self-efficacy were more likely to participate in such activities, the researchers wrote. Experimental and longitudinal studies could be more effective in detecting this casual relationship and should thus be pursued for further understanding the topic, they concluded. Coming up next, Perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge.
0: Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Runge, SMA News Today content creator. Privacy is a tricky thing when you rely on others to deal with some of the most intimate aspects of your life. Still, I think it's important to be maintained at a level you're comfortable with. So, when one of my caregivers spilled the beans about an upcoming project to my sister, I can't help but wonder, how private are my affairs? It's not a huge deal. The project isn't top secret or anything. It's just not far enough in the works where I'm confident it will transpire. In fact, I hesitated even telling my PCA about it. I'm working on remodeling my bathroom to make it more wheelchair friendly. Because it needs extensive work, it means I'd have to move back to Mom's for a month or so since I can't just run to the gas station to use their bathroom while mine isn't functional. Therefore, I not only talked with Mom about it, but also my PCA to see if she'd be willing to work over there. Mom's not used to having outside caregivers in her home, but since it's for an extended period of time, it might be a good idea. Plus, I'm sure my PCA wouldn't want to lose that many hours. My hesitancy to tell my sister stems from the built-in burden complex that comes with having a disability. Even though I try my darndest to overcome it, I still have those feelings. Although I have somewhat of a good relationship with my sister, I don't think she entirely understands my situation. She already thinks I rely on mom too much. Is every other weekend an emergency backup too much? Anyway, I knew she'd have an unfavorable opinion of living with my mom for a month, so I decided not to tell her yet. I was shocked and dismayed when mom told me that my sister knows about the remodel. It wasn't hard to deduce who she heard it from. Mom didn't tell her, and only one other person knows about it. As I suspected, her opinion on the project is less than supportive. No surprise there. What really gets my goat, though, is that my PCA and sister were talking about me. A casual conversation, fine, but how in the world did a remodel come up? If the remodel came up, what else did they talk about? Moving forward, I'm going to have to be extra cautious about my discussions with my caregivers, especially knowing my private affairs aren't so private. How do you deal with privacy issues? Do you watch what you say, or do you make it clear that what you talk about doesn't leave the room? I'd love to hear about it over in our forums at smanewstoday.com forward slash forums. But that's all I have for you today. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.